it's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back at it, talking about corporate America. We like to discuss the real insanity that happens in cubicles, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. So let's get into our latest Cubicle Insanity. Okay, let's go. Um, so today we are doing Q&A. We have questions from the interwebs and from our listeners. And so some pretty challenging questions and I think pretty relevant and topical for this time of year. I can't wait. All right. You ready to go with the first one? Let's do it. All right. So it says, uh, my cube mates feel that they are so vital to the company that when they have the cold or the flu, they come into the office and then it spreads to the whole office. How do I tell them to go home and quit sharing? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be great if we were that vital to our company and <laughs> yeah. uh, in our jobs? Nobody is that vital. I mean, think about it. Stick your hand in a bucket of water, pull it out, and see how big of a hole you are. That's how vital you are <laughs> to a company. The doors were open before you got there, and I hate to say it, and they're going to be open after you leave. Right. I, You know, especially today when... Most people have, you know, in the professional cubicle world, have laptops. And right. so why not stay at home? You can still be online if you're feeling up to it. Yeah. But, yeah, I I mean, I think uh, I'm trying to think even, like, how I have maybe approached that before or seen others do it. Um, I think it's around, gosh, you really <laughs> – yeah. <laughs> you really sound like you're sick. You should probably go home. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, so let me just say what I do in my current role. Yeah. And what also what I've done is in my current role, because, uh, you know, cold and flu is going around right now. Yeah. We've got uh, somebody that's uh, spreading their cooties everywhere. Ugh. And I found the root of the cootie. <laughs> the cootie. Infestation. The cootie, <laughs> cootie enabler. Um, and I sent him home. I said, you go home. You, you're out of here. I said, I don't want to see you back until you're not running a fever, not coughing, sneezing, spreading your germs everywhere. It's like we need the, uh, you know, daycare rules at right. workplaces. Like yeah. if you're running a fever, yep. if you're contagious with any yep. disease, yep. you have to stay home until, you know, what is it, 24 hours after? Right. Yeah. You're an adult. You should know. Yeah. Pull your head out of your tuckus. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing, you know, the, the thing, if they're that moronic yeah. and then uh, that just that disrespectful to, I think, others in the workplace... Why not you get up and go home? Right. Work from home. Protect yourself. Yeah. Hey, manager. Gosh, I've been taking the emergency. I've been trying to prevent all of this. So I need to go home because there's people with diseases right. in the office right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. Well, I think it's totally okay to uh, suggest a, a strongly worded suggestion to people that maybe they should stay at home. Yeah. And again, especially you can check your email from your phone. If, right. if you're that vital and you need to respond to all your emails, yeah. you can't go a day without it, then you have other mechanisms that you can take yeah. care of it without being in the office. Right. Right. Okay. Well, number two, Kim. Yeah. Um, you read it or you want me to read it? I'll, I'll read it here. All right. Um, Kim, I work hard. I think I do more than my colleagues. Oh my gosh. This is a good one. I am sure I'm underpaid. 
compared to my colleagues. How do I get fair compensation? How do you know you're not getting fairly compensated? <laughs> uh, true. Yeah. This one comes up a lot, I think, in the workplace. And um, the first thing I think when they come in to me about that is how do you know you're not fairly compensated? Yeah. And are is it passing judgment that we as a company just randomly pay people and that we don't have a process or we have Our market, market ranges, mm-hmm. we have data reviews, so forth and so on. It, so this one always just kind of blows my mind. So the thing, um, it's always interesting when you kind of walk the employee through one of, my, one of my favorite things to do is get real geeked out in, you know, how does compensation work? Well, hey, let me tell you. And then I go through. And by the time I'm done, they forget that they're perceived to be unfairly compensated. Right. But um, it's always interesting that when employees perceive that. Yeah. I So um, I have had this question, you know, from an HR perspective and also from a manager's perspective. And I I have approached it as, okay, well, let's treat this like a business case. If if we should put more money into this, tell me what's the return that we're going to get from this. So I need the business case. So let's say I'm going to take this and, and try to make it happen and go to all of the folks that need to be involved in making a decision like this. What is the business case for this? Yeah, interesting. You know, think about it from that perspective yeah. because – it's not like, I don't think, at least I've never seen uh, any company where you can just be like, oh, yeah, we should give this person more money. And bam, it happens. Right. There's an approval process. There's more people taking a look at it. To your point, you know, uh, there could be folks in the compensation department taking a look at it from from the market standpoint, from, you know, um, a quality of pay across the organization. You know, lots of things go into this. So if I'm going to go advocate on your behalf, what's my story? Yeah, that's a good point. Like your point what is the return on that investment mm-hmm. why should i go fight for it yeah. what are you going to do more for me but then you get the lot the argument is well gee boss i've already just said i'm doing more work than my colleagues and i'm not being paid as much yeah write it down put it in an excel spreadsheet show me the math put it in a powerpoint and show me yeah. all the great things that you've accomplished and will accomplish so that i yeah. i can go do that because as i sit here i don't have proof that you're being paid less yeah. or, you know, than anyone in a similar yeah. role. It's interesting um, because when I started out working, and probably you too, Tammy, like people didn't discuss their salary. No. Like that was your salary and that was your business and nobody else's. Yeah. It was even like when it was increased time, like it was a much more private affair. Yeah. As, as to what you got. Like, you might have made eyeballs or whatever, but not words about about yeah. it. But now it seems everybody knows. Yeah. And everybody read, talks about it. I just read an article. Um, millennials are more open to sharing their compensation than other generations. Hmm. Which is interesting. But I wonder if it's, um, you know, I think in the past as employers we'd say, you know, hey, you're not to discuss your salary with anybody. We could say that, and we have said that. Yeah. But I wonder if now the new NLRB ruling that says you cannot say that to employees. Right. Or um, things like salary.com, Glassdoor. Yeah. 
people are going out and posting their salary. So I think there's actually more access to it. I don't, I mean, even when I graduated from college, I think that might've been the only time where people actually said what they were making. You know, you just graduate from college and people are like, oh my gosh, I got a job offer and it's, you know, whatever amount right. of money. And, and it was a real exciting time. And, but there weren't, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the world wide web is not, yeah. um, what it used to be. So I think there's just more access to that kind of data too, that maybe, uh, I think is representative, but how you take in that information could maybe be in a different light. Yeah. So you feel like you might be underpaid when, yeah. you know, there's other things that go into. Yeah. But to your point about the business case, so in, in your point about having access to the data, like Glassdoor, mm -hmm. salary.com, some of those things, mm -hmm. how do you how do you respond when they come in and go, well, look, on such and such dot com, it says I should be making, you know, hundred thousand and I'm only being paid fifty thousand. But your company has market ranges because they've done professional surveys for like jobs. Yeah. And I think that's a tough one because at some companies, I'm, I'm trying to come up with an example, like maybe at a small, uh, a smaller company, maybe even privately held family owned, something like this, people might have a manager title, right. but what work are they really doing? And so I, I'm thinking back, you know, experiences with maybe like acquisitions you know, at being a larger company, acquiring a smaller company and looking at what their titles are. And then when you map them back to, like you said, you know, a, a different titling structure, because maybe it's more in line with, you know, uh, very uh, matching the roles to the market mm -hmm. roles and, and the descriptions of those that, you know, there were times where, you know, uh, uh, someone who had been a manager, you know, is now mapped to a, an analyst or, you know, right. something along those lines. So there are companies that do inflate titles. So there, it, the title is not how to base that assessment. You still yeah. have to understand what those responsibilities are. Yeah, pay and for that's the work. Not that, you know, if someone sees that, that's not the discussion they're hoping to hear. Right. But yeah. there is, you know, discrepancies in what the responsibilities are for titles. Yeah. Yep. Good question. All right. So our next question my company is going through a down period and we are off on our financial plans. Should we cancel our year-end holiday celebrations? How do we communicate to our employees so they understand and don't get demoralized? That one comes up every year. Every year. Every year. And I think it's a, I'm going to take this, like go up a level from this because I think it's a bigger issue uh, if those sort of holiday, whatever that holiday party is or holiday luncheon or whatever that is, a holiday ham uh, give yeah. out day. Um, oh. <laughs> that brought back good memories, didn't it? Turkey. <laughs> um, that if that, so tradition is nice. Mm -hmm. So think about it from the traditional perspective. Yeah, having those traditions is always nice. But what are you doing throughout the year to recognize or appreciate? Yeah. And if your fiscal year, especially is on a calendar year, maybe you should consider doing something earlier in the year. If you're going to yeah. do an event like that, because at the end of the year, that's when people get busy and money gets tight and whatever. So I think it's exploring. So I'm not answering your question. I'm, I'm sort of taking it off yeah. a little bit to say, 
this should maybe be a conversation about what are we doing throughout the year or what are we doing by departments or what are we doing to appreciate and recognize our employees? And how do you do it if you have to cancel something? Um, I, I think about what are your alternatives to canceling? So do you have to cancel everything? You know, is there some way that you could still bring in cupcakes or cookies, right? Maybe it's not the whole luncheon or the whole party. Right. But how do, how do you maybe bring it down a level? Scale it back, yeah. But not completely eliminate it. I think employees, for the most part, are very understanding, and they would it, they would rather get their merit increase, uh, you know, yeah. at the right time, and skip that holiday gathering, as long as you know it's communicated in a in a, a meaningful and thoughtful way. But canceling altogether is that necessary? Would be my question. Yeah. Is there something you could yeah. still do? What are your thoughts about um, saying, okay, hey, it's canceled for the month of December if you're on a calendar year, but you know what? In January, when we reset our financials, we'll do something then, maybe not grand to blow a big budget and start with some headwinds to your budget, but maybe do something a little bit bigger than just bringing in, I'll say, potluck Mm -hmm. and things for the office um, and doing it that way. Uh, my only thing to that, I think that's fantastic, but then stick to it. Don't be like, well, they'll forget about it. You know, our January comes and times are still tough. Okay, well, we can't do it now. Communicate again and yeah. say, okay, so now it may still not be the right time. What we want to do is revisit it in two months or three yeah. months or something. But continue to communicate about it because I think that's the part where now you've got the uh, rumor, grapevine, yeah. and all the unproductiveness going on about it. So just communicate about it and be open about it. But there still is other ways to let employees know that it's uh, not a reflection of them. It's, you know, it's still something that, you know, is being looked into and considered, just not at this time. And just being open and transparent about that. Yeah. Got an alternate thought on it. Why do we still need holiday celebrations as companies? it kind of archaic and out of date why aren't we showing appreciation to our employees throughout the year yes and i completely agree with that take a look at what are you doing and sometimes it depends i think on the company too um is it appropriate to do at that company level is it appropriate to do at maybe a business unit is it appropriate at a department level what is really that right area to do it because something we have talked about recently too is it can also cause hard feelings so oh corporate did this but in our business unit we didn't do this or oh well that department manager took them out for lunch and they got to go to the whatever party like so i think that it should be an ongoing thing throughout the year and and it should be something that i mean managers should be able to to manage that that should be in their budget how do i do these things what does that mean at every level so Things could be happening, and I think it's okay to communicate. Every, every, you know, this is happening differently throughout the organization, but there are going to be these things happening. Yeah, yeah. whatever that means. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of the big holiday parties at the company level. I, I think that having a manager, you know, you go out to lunch, a little bit nicer lunch other than your, you know, normal subway that you go and hit during the right. course of the year, but. Um, maybe a little bit nicer lunch or maybe a little bit nicer dinner, more intimate to say thank you, personalize it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. 
And as we learned from leadership flow, it is about personalizing it. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think um, looking back, like one of the things I looked forward to uh, is those, just like you're talking, maybe it's a, a department style lunch, but maybe a little bit later. So maybe, you know, everybody stays at the office till 1230 or one. We go do this and there might be wine involved with lunch and then go home afterwards. Yes. That was way more meaningful than, like you're saying, some company-wide event where I go and maybe I don't even see that many people I actually right. know and work with. And yeah. so by having it a little bit more personal, you're able to do those sort of thanks yeah. to the whole group. And Yeah. But back to the question, like how do you, you know, like not demoralize employees? I think my, my opinion is, is you've got to explain what's going on with the company, with the financials. Yeah. And I think as long as you're transparent and I think employees get it because I, I think often if you put it in the context of like, okay, we could spend 300000 on a holiday party, but then down the road, I'm probably going to have to impact two people because that 300000 is equivalent to the C and B of an empo- two employees at a mm-hmm. senior in a manager level. Right. Right. So I think if you maybe put it in that context, not to maybe kind of scare them about, oh, you know, times are really <laughs> tough. But I think if you put it in the right context and maybe, you know, kind of saying, hey, it's not somebody else's salary, but just put it in the overall context. I think employees in general get it. So I think they appreciate knowing. And to your point, I don't wait until that event is supposed to happen. There should be, I would like... Um, and have appreciated, you know, at different organizations, that there's the ongoing communication about our financials uh, or whatever goals are are set throughout the year. So yeah. is it on a quarterly basis? That probably makes yeah. sense. But just that internally, I mean, you feel a little bit special. Like, I, I understand with public companies, there's various, uh, you know, things to be aware of right. and, and timing of, of things. But I appreciate knowing that. I, I appreciate that I'm being told this as an employee. Like, you're part of the family, so we're, you know, giving you this information. And, and to keep it up, whether it's good news or bad news, all year long, that way there is no surprise when I, I have been at companies when um, no merit was given out. Companies yeah. just couldn't yeah. afford it. And it was rampant across lots of organizations, and that was a tough message. But I think as long as you're communicating with employees throughout and being open and honest, it's not a surprise. And by actually talking about it, getting out there in the open, telling the truth, I think you also remove the element of the chitter chatter. Right. Yeah. So I mean, a little bit of a twisted view or different lens is if you're in a publicly traded company, aren't most of your 401ks offer like the company stock. And so you're a stockholder. So you're part owner of that company. Yeah. So shouldn't you be running it like it's your own company? Yeah. And why shouldn't I know the financials? And if I'm not, if the financials are bad and as part of the owner of this company, hmm, I better be doing something different. Huh, maybe I better cancel the holiday party. <laughs> so full circle. Right. Yeah. I agree. But I don't think employees, my opinion, I don't think a lot of employees think of themselves as part owner and part responsible for delivering those financials. They see it more as a job. And they get that. I mean, it kind of gets into 
what Croft alluded to in um, podcast number 11 about, you know, you kind of get beat down a little bit and you kind of adapt to the environment. But I think, you know, as you're, as a stock owner of the company, you got to always be thinking, hey, this is my company. I want it to be profitable. That is a good point. And I, I mean, I've worked for lots of public companies and I, I, you know what, it would probably be a nice, uh, even thing to sort of add that to that ongoing communication that, you know, maybe you are, you know, depending on, you know, what their, their policies like is in the 401k, do they, you know, have, you know, like RSUs or PSUs or whatever. Um, but you are an owner, you're, you know, you have stock in this company. So that would probably be a great way to get employees thinking, you know, change the culture so that they think yeah. as being fiscally responsible right. for their company. Right. Mm-hmm. Good question. Right. Okay, number four. Kim, the company I work for continues to push and push, sets goals and objectives that I don't think are achievable. What should I do? <laughs> Deliver. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think, uh, you know, a couple of things. One, okay, some some companies do push and push, and and maybe it's, like, not realistic pushing, but the, there's also companies that set pretty aggressive stretch goals. And so I think you got to decide for yourself whether, hey, do I am I in or am I out? Is this an environment I want to work in? Some people thrive in that where it's, like, okay, I appreciate a good goal, a good solid tough goal, and then I like being stretched a little bit because it helps me be a little bit more creative and see what I can do. It challenges me, and others look at it as, I'll never make this. Yeah. As you were talking there, it reminded me of, teachers sometimes are in in, in tough positions because they have to challenge every student in their class, and Mm -hmm. each one has, you know, maybe a, a different way they learn or a different level at which they are, you know, Things like this. And so in a way, it's true of employees. We, you know, you run the gamut of, of the types of employees that there are. And so I'm going to say the old cliche of, you know, are you part of the problem or part of the solution? Hmm. Maybe you realize this goal is not achievable, but why poo-poo it? Why not actually, you know, with your manager, with your team, with your department, with your coworkers, come up with a plan. Maybe this is where the creativity comes out. Yeah. And... No one likes to be set up to fail, so hopefully it's not that, but hopefully it is to drive innovation, initiative, you know, uh, the whole JFK, go to the moon kind of right. thing, and be creative and, and see what you can contribute. So, you know, dig down deep for every last great idea you might have. Throw something out that might seem a little bit off the wall, but it could generate, you know, yeah. something from somebody else that's really going to help achieve that goal. Yeah. And again, I think it's, you know, is it the right environment for you? Yeah, true. Because sometimes companies that do push and drive, some people, it's you're just not a fit. Yeah. And then there's others that are very kind of um, work, I don't want to say like Google-esque, but, you know, more that uh, kind of, I don't know how do I want to say it, like um, help me out here. Yeah. Maybe not as structured, maybe not as yeah, aggressive, yeah. and a little bit, um, I don't want to say any company that's 
profitable. It's a soft company, but their culture is a little bit different. Maybe it's not aggressive. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But, you know, some people are fit in that environment, and some are fit for big, aggressive, tough driving companies. So I think you just got to ask yourself, am I in the right company? Yeah, and if you're feeling uh, overwhelmed, like like you are being set up uh, for failure, talk about it. It's yeah, it's hard. I mean, I feel like I can't come up with the exact situation, but I feel like I've been there where it's like I am feeling overwhelmed. I'm I feel like I'm being I've not been given all the tools and resources and what I need to be successful in this particular situation. But I think it's about you know, talk to your manager, talk to the people around you. It's okay to feel that way. It's whether are you trying to figure out, you know, what the next best step is, or are you just stopping and being defeated? Yeah. Yep. And you're right. You got to talk to your manager, talk to your peers, like, hey, how can we do this? Yeah. I need help. It's okay to say that. Right. Yep. Here's what I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, and go from there. Right. Here's what I'm thinking, but I don't know how to achieve this. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And the last question we have uh, for today is, what are your thoughts about the disparity of being a single employee and not getting to take time off for a child? My coworker got the summer off and comes and goes as they please. Wow. Well, first off, if you're a single person, it doesn't prohibit you from having a child. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how they got the summer off. <laughs> maybe it's, who knows, maybe that's when their delivery delivery date was. And so. Oh, yeah. So they got their three months. Well, yeah. U.S. three months, you know, yeah. elsewhere, maybe a yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, so this is a tricky one, right? It really is. So I think, I you know. Um. As you know, I don't have children, and uh, so I can I can kind of sympathize with this question or mm-hmm. empathize, whatever. Um, but I'm like, okay, good, good. Let them go have time off because they're taking care of the child, and growing and nurturing and helping to to build somebody that's going to be a productive member of society, and I can do something here and build the company so that it sustains and grows and just like doing with the child. But, um, yeah, there are times I get that. Yeah. But um, what prevents you from saying to the boss, hey, I'm going to just take a few hours off. I need, I'm cut down here today or a little early. Yeah. Some, I, I think that there's a couple things that come into play. So I'm not, I haven't organized my thoughts. So these might just come out as gibberish, but one, there's laws. And yeah, so yes. organizations have to abide right. by laws. Right. So whether that's fair, air quotes, to everybody, it's a law. So that's the way it's going to be. But the other way I think about this, too, is because this question could, you know, break apart all different types of groups yeah. of employees, yeah. you know, and, right. and, and fairness and how it's perceived. But what I'm thinking is I try – in my situation or even, you know, with my kids or with my coworkers or people who've worked for me, don't think of it as this person is getting something that you're not getting. What do you, it doesn't impact you. 
their life is their life. Their job is their job. Yours, you're on a completely separate ch- track. Mm-hmm. What do you need? Yeah. So because they got this, it doesn't mean that it's unfair to you and you're not getting something. Mm-hmm. What do you need? And, yeah. um, you know, just because this person uh, receives something doesn't mean something's being taken away from you. Talk about, think about, you might be having these feelings. That's okay. Share them. Talk sure. about them. Yeah. Everybody has them. But what do, you, what do you need? So do you need time? Is there something going on? And, and you need time. Is it, you know what, the, the stress of this particular time of, of uh, you know, the job, you know, year end mm-hmm. for some people, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, do, do you need some extra time just to, you know, decompress? Right. Uh, what do you, what do you need? It's not that... I don't, and I don't think companies think of it this way either. I'm giving something to this person, which means I can't give more to other people. Right. So what do you, their, their life is not impacting yours. What do you need? What does yours need yeah. to look like? Yeah. It, that's interesting because it just sparked a thought like, why are you concerned what they're doing? Yeah. Just focus on your, your, what's in front of you, your work, your task, your career. Like you said, mm-hmm. what do you need? Are yeah. you interested in growing your career? Go do your job. Yeah. Quit yeah. worrying about what everybody else has or what you don't have or what they don't have because are you on the flip side going, well, oh, look what I got and they don't? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. right. No, true. Most people only go, well, I don't have that. Yeah. But they don't say, well, I have this, but you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I And you could be impacted. So, like, let's say in this case somebody did have a child, mm-hmm. so they're going to be gone for three months or a year, depending on what yeah. country you're in. Um, okay, that could impact you. Now, maybe you have some additional tasks to do, depending sure. on how that's carved out. What does that mean to you? The fact that they are, you know, um, getting some, you know, according to some law, they're getting some time away from work. You're getting some more tasks. Okay, let's acknowledge that. What do you need for that, though? Is it, you know, adding some additional stress? Do you need, is there some things that you can't do now that you're doing these mm-hmm. additional things? Like, let's, let's talk about you, not yeah. everybody else. That's a, did I just sound like a mom there? Let's talk about you. Let's not yeah. talk about everybody yeah. else. Like, you know, if everyone else is going to jump off a cliff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I mean, I think it's a fair topic. I think it's how it's approached. Right. In, in, I think. Again, quit worrying about what somebody else is getting that maybe you're not because you're getting something different and maybe in a different way to your point. And maybe you're going to take a week's vacation, but you could really use a few extra days. Ask. Yeah. Ask and take them. Yeah. Agreed. And if it's, oh, I want to travel abroad. I want to be an expat. I want whatever crazy thing that you can think of that you think you could add value to the company through. And that you would enjoy yeah. or you would get some growth out of. Right. Talk about it. Ask. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's all the questions we had for today from our listeners. So thank you for the tough questions. Please keep them coming. Cubicleinsanity at gmail.com. Tammy, should we state the obvious? Let's state the obvious. Number one, I think a, maybe a theme that I caught throughout our questions was just around communication and organizations, employers, managers need to be open. And and I'm going to say in constant communication. Employees, it's not just your manager or employer or organization's responsibility, it's your responsibility. So also be out there communicating about 
how you can contribute, how you can add value, what you need in order to do those things and keep that uh, communication open. The other thing we touched on and I liked what you said is as an employee, you can still act like an owner of the company. And it may not be that you, maybe you don't have stock, but you can still act that way because mm-hmm. you're still benefiting from any of the the profits or advancements that the company is making. So um, sometimes put that that uh, cap, that thinking cap, that that hat on, that on um, and approach things from from that viewpoint as well. All right. So thank you to all of our listeners. And um, Tammy, we don't have a sponsor. Oh, man. So if you want to be a sponsor, we're open to accepting them. We'll be glad to uh, have you as a sponsor. Um, Most importantly, we'd like to thank our active military and our veterans. And please stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.